You're listening to The Table Talk with your host, Anthony Irvin, a.k.a. Spoken Life. Tune in every other Thursday starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with me and a new special guest live on Facebook and Twitch. Let's start the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another brand new episode of Table Talk. This is episode 21. Thank you uh, for all tuning in tonight. I hope you had a great week. It's been it was a, it's been a busy day for me, so I almost had to bring some coffee on tonight. Uh, but thankfully, you know, I got a little bit of my second wind and uh, ready to do the uh, another episode here. We have an awesome guest with us tonight. Uh, but first, I want to uh, be able to give a shout out to my patrons, Bernadette, Dave, and Mary. Thank you all for being uh, the uh, private uh, table talk community support team that we have over there. And if you'd like to join the private ta- table talk community uh please consider uh joining our patreon uh account uh over on patreon and you guys can uh, sign up uh the link is in the descriptions i know uh restream is having a little bit of trouble with uh bringing the broadcast to my uh facebook music page tonight so i uh, i have shared it from my facebook group over onto the music page so if you're watching from the facebook group or if you're watching from twitch tonight uh, you can uh, see the uh, link in the description. If you're watching from Twitch, uh, you can do the exclamation point Patreon, and that will give up the uh, the link for you guys. So I uh, would love to see you guys join the private community. We have a lot of uh, extra exclusive exclusive content that you can be able to uh, get your hands on, like back uh, backstage footage, little bonus footage uh, from uh, past episodes and you'll be getting some more after the show tonight with uh me and my special guest uh you guys will get some uh song of the month uh perks uh where i will be performing a song with one of the past guests so that's a a nice little feature that i've made for my uh patreon members and you guys can be able to download the uh audio and video from uh these episodes and a lot more so be sure to check that out and I uh, would love to have you on the uh, private community. And if you guys join, you guys can get your hands on this uh, nice little uh, Table Talk uh, t-shirt for free for signing up. So uh, get a little uh, perk uh, along with that. And make sure you guys share that on uh, Facebook and uh, your social medias. And I'll be sure to share that with you guys. So without further ado, how about we get to our uh, special guest tonight? Uh, it's been a while since uh, we've never... It's been a while since we've actually uh, met in person and talked. But I'm uh, looking forward to, you know chatting with him and talking some music and uh, where his uh, music has been going in the last couple years since we've uh, last talked. So without further ado, let's welcome uh, Andrew Kavanaugh, everybody. Hey! What's up, buddy? Hey! Woo, woo, woo. We What's are live. Up, man? Good to see you. Good to see you too, man. How you been? I'm doing well. Happy Thursday. How are you? Uh, doing good. Like I said, I mean, I, I came up uh, with... Um, you know, a little bit of a time where I'm like, oof, it, it's been a busy day. I was like sleeping at my desk earlier, but I somehow got my uh, my next wind. Uh, I saw from Twitch, we just uh, got a donation of $50 from GamerCalb. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. Yeah, uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, we'll have to, uh, you know, give you a little shout out uh, in the a uh, uh, little later on. I really appreciate that. Uh, hey guys, I gotta figure out who the uh, person in the the Facebook user. the Facebook user because <laughs> usually with the Facebook groups you're only usually using uh, seeing Facebook user uh, so because uh, you usually have to click like a link uh, to be able to have your name show up so sometimes you have to figure you have to do some uh, sound checks and everything. Uh, way way don- donated fifty one dollars. Thank you, really appreciate it. <laughs> we're having a donation uh you know uh war going on on twitch <laughs> oh it's david oh, earl what's david going on earl man? has entered the chat david earl well, has dude, entered the chat now years. now the show can officially begin <laughs> <laughs> all right time for the hits baby yeah there you go bringing them hits that's what he's all about <laughs> So, Andrew, uh, uh, for those who do not know you, how about uh, you give a little bit of background and uh, uh, to who you are? Sure. Uh, I'm Andrew Cavanaugh. Uh, I people that are probably watching this will most likely, if you've ever met me, uh, know me through a band called Brocklanders that I uh, fronted for a couple years. Um, but I'm a music therapist and a musician that is now up in uh, Massachusetts, up near uh, Newburyport. 
and uh, started my own practice. I've been doing a lot of interesting new things, but music's been on the, the forefront the whole time. Um, I, uh, yeah, I just, I just do a lot of musical things. I've got solo music going. Um, I do cover gigs. I do the music therapy. Um, I'm just always, always making some kind of sound. <laughs> always doing some type of sounds. Yeah, man. Yes. Especially in, uh, you know, with the current situations we're in, you know, it's, it's kind of given us more time to really focus on, uh, you know, writing music a lot more and, you know, kind of perfecting our crafts. I know, I know I've definitely spent uh, more time trying to perfect a lot of things. And especially with running this show, uh, we were talking earlier in the week about, you know, it's been a time where I was able to, you know, really take more time into uh, investing time into my video production, you know, sides right. and uh, learning a little bit more about web design. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to, you know, uh, work on, you know, recording and uh, trying to put out some new music, but you know, with, uh, you know, recording, you're never happy with what you're doing. So. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> you can, uh, and when you, when you do it yourself, you're stuck in that hole in that rut. Cause you're never going to think it's good enough. So you're just going to keep re-recording it forever. <laughs> exactly. And there, there's like times where I'll have like three, four different projects going. And I'm like, okay, which one's going to win the war of like, I'm going to post or something. And it's like, well, now, and like we were saying in the other, the other night saying like, oh, well, I, I think I messed up in this little thing. So nope, I'm not going to put that out yeah. there. Somebody's going to find that and oh, toss that. Scratch that one. <laughs> like, oh, uh, well, this, this was pretty cool. But then Ah, well, I don't like that kind of riff. So I'm like, I'll have to re-record that. That's going to take another week or two. So <laughs> because <laughs> I, I know you, uh, it, it, you it'll never end if you sorry i was just saying it was an it'll never end sorry to cut you off no 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 it's all good but i i know you do a little bit of uh music production yourself too right i do I, i'm very like just self-taught uh like i i fumble my way through years and years and years of pro tools uh, to finally start almost thinking like I know what I do right? Uh, when I get into it. Um, but I've been recording my own albums um, and EPs since uh, since about 2011. Um, okay. And so it's been a, you know, a very like trial and error kind of thing. I was for some dumb reason, I just never went and looked up things. I would always just mess with it in the program until I like destroyed something I really liked beyond yeah. like recognition <laughs> and then had to be like okay well how do i undo this and like right <laughs> go backwards and then just go, but, go down the rabbit hole of like okay and then you know, trying to figure this out and then you fi finally realize like well i liked my original idea and then you didn't save that right. then you're like well uh, there goes that <laughs> shot <laughs> Song, song's gone it's it's uh it's never gonna happen again <laughs> and i felt that uh because I think I started doing a little bit of, uh, you know, recording and music production uh, around the same time, around, um, you know, the end of 2011, 2012, when I put out my mm. first EP in 2012. And I, I go back and listen to that stuff now with what I know now about recording. I'm like, wow, <laughs> these things sound so horrible. Like they're, what I thought I was using compression for, I'm like, there's no compression. It's just like a squashed right. track of like, you know, <laughs> and what I think I was just using this for, I'm like, there's like what I thought I was EQing was like horrible. And I'm like, okay, I, I can't even listen to this anymore. <laughs> Did you ever find those, like there's like things in old recordings though, where you go back and you, you listen to it and you're like, Oh, I had no idea what I was doing. And that's not the right way to make that sound, but that sound happened by doing this. And that's really cool. I feel like the more you learn, the less you get those instances of like random just things happening because you don't know yeah. any better and but, it's way better to know what you're doing i think but having those moments of just like whoa that shouldn't have happened but it did i'm gonna save that right that <laughs> sometimes in old one stuff of my songs. i'm just like what happened <laughs> that kind of happened with one of my songs i made like a loop of like for an instrumental track and uh using i think it was the um uh one of the uh del the delay pedals i, I forget uh, line the line six uh delay pedal and I uh, yeah, and had the looper on it. You know, I just started like mixing up a whole bunch of delay loops and everything. And I'm like, oh, this sounds really cool. And I, then I hit like the reverse button, and it sounded like a swell type thing. And I'm like, oh, this sounds really good. Let me hit the record button, and then just let that <laughs> loop out for like two minutes. And I go back and look at that. And I'm like, 
I have no idea how I played that, so I can't even re- like replicate that or anything of how I would have even played it. So I'm like, well, that's just right. going to be in like the premises of that track forever and never know how the hell I even like got to that. Right. <laughs> can't recreate it, but it happened. You did it. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, it's uh, one of those things like you're just uh, in the moment of uh, playing that and you know, you're just kind of, you know, taking it where it goes and like, okay, well, you know, that's that. And you can just move on to the next track. And they always say like, you know, to get better at, you know, music production and recording and mixing and mastering, it's, uh, they say to try not to stick on one song for too long, uh, to, you got to constantly keep mixing stuff because you're always going to be, uh, mixing and mastering something different in each track and going into right. new different uh, territories. So I've I've come to learn that as well of just moving past the song and then that happens yeah. to be, you know, you don't even finish a song. You're like, well, I'm done mixing this. Let me just go and I uh, had another idea and I'm like, oh, let me go this and I want to mix this. And then by the time you have like 10 right. tracks that are like, you know, 50 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I've been all about that idea of like, quantity over quality to some degree, but still trying to make the quantity increasing quality each time. Like you're not going to get better at something if you don't just do it. And so the more and more you're, you're trying, as long as you're aware of what's happening, you're going to get better and better and better at it. Um, I was talking with one of my friends out, uh, one of my best friends from back home in New Jersey, but he, um, he actually lives out in, uh, he was in California now he's in Arizona for music production, but we were having a conversation about this for, weeks just like you gotta do stuff otherwise you're not doing anything you're not you're not getting better by not doing it (laughs) right right and even if it sucks do it make it put it out learn why it sucks and then try to fix it (laughs) yeah you know you kind of you kind of learn from your mistakes in a way and just kind of you know learning as the time goes and then you know uh, you know, a couple years down the road, you're like, wow, you know, to see the improvement that you've done uh, after, you know, yeah. making crappy song after crappy song after crappy song. And they're like, oh, here's a polished one that actually comes out really good. And then you just learn what what worked with that. And then you kind of make that recipe work every time. So, right. And I thought it was just yeah. so more complicated. I mean, it, it's not really complicated, but like g- dealing with like EQ and uh, compression, I always thought that's like, you know, some like mythical type thing that like you have to like you can only that only the pros really understand it. Like you, if you kind of take your time and, you know, realize, you know, EQ is basically you're just carving out spaces t- to let everything kind of fit within this spectrum of space. And then compression mm-hmm. is pretty much, you know, clamping down everything to kind of make it this one singular form. Some things need it some things don't and then you know uh with a lot of beginners like we all know i mean we kind of you know over exaggerate some of these things and then we think that we're doing something right but then you know later down the road like yeah that was totally not what what we needed it for (laughs) because i think what i did not know what i was using it for before but now knowing a little bit more about i was using it more like a limiter and kind of just making everything louder because i always thought mixing was the part where you just make everything louder so I'm like, oh, well, right. e- yeah. everything's really low. <laughs> so I'm like, let me turn everything up. And I'm like, oh, this sounds like at that time, like this sounds really good. It's like big. And then <laughs> but I'm like, I-, I was just compressing the hell out of everything. And then uh, but then I'm like, well, it sounds bigger. So but then, you know, in the same yeah. fact of like it you works know, with some kind of music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And but like what we do mostly with like acoustics and not not so like like heavy. Yeah, I, I think that doesn't that does, you get some weird sounds with that. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing with like recording, though, like if you really get into it, you can be so experimental with a lot of things, especially in a home studio, because, I mean, you're not spending money and you're you're not on the clock with it either. So you can spend, you know, three, four hours on one little, you know, uh, tidbit of a song and not be like, oh, well, I'm I'm wasting time in the studio. This is like forty, fifty dollars an hour. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That is something I don't miss about the band days is like, yeah recording expenses <laughs> Wait, do, you, do you have your hundred dollars for this like three four hours of music that we're about to you know mess up <laughs> right oh man i don't regret the the studio we went to mm-hmm. uh, either the studios brock went to for getting our stuff done uh, they turned out great yeah uh, it was an awesome experience i just that's so much money <laughs> it was a lot <laughs> yeah it, it i mean like like you said i when i was in the uh studios because we went out to ohio to uh vibe studios uh to record cool. and it was like a, a wonderful experience because it was almost like the closest i've ever really gotten to like really touring so you know right. going out there was that going this out, last release you did 
Uh, this was actually when the I was latest in my, one for you. Uh, this was actually when I was in my band. My band. I was actually oh, about, yeah, right, right. Ohio. The, the one of the latest releases. Um, I did myself, but the the last EP I did, I actually uh, did that in uh, Hamilton, New Jersey. Uh, actually, okay, where uh, Lumberyard. Uh, actually, where uh, Ace Enders works. Yeah, yeah, Lumberyard. Lumberyard, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I got to, I unfortunately, I did not get to meet him, but one of my buddies was working with him at the time. And, uh, you know, I got to, you know, record a little bit of the, uh, some of the tracks in there. And, you know, it was a really cool, you know, space and everything to know that, uh, you know, I was able to kind of do a little bit of like a studio recorded EP with it. And, right. uh, but it's still like, you know, the fact that when you have your own home studio, you can kind of just you don't you can make your own hours you can be there yeah as long as you want you, you have can, so much more your hands are fully into the, into right. the soil with it. <laughs> right so i feel like you you have that anxiety when you're kind of in somebody else's studio because you're like okay I, I have like this amount of time to work with i want to make sure i get this everything this done where i mean whereas like you're in your home studio you you can still go to an agenda but if you don't get something done in one right. night you have you can go to it the next day, another day, and you know you don't have to feel like you're less you know, pressure. Kinda, yeah, it's less pressure in a way. So, which can be good and can be very bad because then you can yes. just be like, oh well, I'll do that tomorrow, and then tomorrow is six months from now, and you're like, mm-hmm. crap, because I, I well. can be a big procrastinator <laughs> when it comes to that type of stuff. So yes, like you said, it it's a good thing and a bad thing with home studios, but I mean, if you're committed to the point where you can get it done, then it's, you know, it's never a problem for you. (laughs) Do you ever like, um, do you ever like have to plan out your, your, uh, like production time, like, and force a schedule on yourself to actually get something done? Like that's something I've had to do in the last couple of years. It's just like, I've done, I want to record this. I got these days. I got to hit them. Otherwise I will just say, I've done done it a few times where I've taken off a week and uh, from work to kind of just do a whole EP and I made a day I made a day like you know strictly for recording guitars then you know recording vocals and anything else and then bass and right. and then taking a couple days to mix everything down what I thought I was mixing and then kind of you know I don't even <laughs> think I don't even think my first two records were mastered it kind of just uh, I felt okay oh, yeah. it's Mine mixed it's, it was like <laughs> mixed and I'm like oh it's hitting zero so it, I mean I don't know how much yeah. louder it can get so <laughs> dude my first one was on GarageBand and yeah <laughs> it sounds, sounds all right for being on garage band you know yeah. but like i thought that was like doing it right <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know? like, uh-huh. it was just like plug a microphone into it and be like okay this sounds good because i don't know anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like when you first because you know we, we've been obviously in studios so you kind of but we've never it, it's kind of to the point where sometimes when you're in the studio you're the guy playing the guitar and you have the producer doing all the, you know, behind the scenes stuff. But when you're, Wizardry. you know, and then when you're actually doing your own stuff, like you're the guitar player and the producer. So it's like, you know, yeah. you're doing like a double shift with it. So you're like, okay, let me track this. Oh, great. Okay. Click the space bar again, play up, oh, messed up, click play again. And then you're getting mad at yourself <laughs> <laughs> instead of, instead of the producer getting mad at you for messing up, you're just getting, you're just getting mad at yourself. <laughs> equally as frustrating yeah 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 you you beat yourself up enough these days but (laughs) (laughs) it is Uh, fun though like yeah i mean it's it's all it's all in the fun of kind of just you know creating you know it's never a dull moment just trying to create music no matter what type of music you come up with because there's times even now where you know i've gotten to the point where i i'll have days where i think of something you know chill then something it might be a little bit more heavier and then something it's more bluesy and i'm like you know i've gotten to the point where you know I, i've never really stuck with a specific genre of what i want to sound like because i've always come up mm. and played and loved so many different types of music and it's to the point now where right. i feel you know i just want to write what i like currently am thinking instead of being like, okay, yeah. I, I got to write strictly blues music or strictly rock or strictly acoustic. You know, if I, if I have an acoustic song, record it, put it out there. And then next time, if I, you know, am feeling something a little bit more aggressive, I do that and put it out. You know, it, it might be a little bit of a mixed of things, but it'd be kind of cool to put out something with a bunch of different styles of music and then kind of getting yeah. yourself out there to be like, this is like, me so that's something that i've been thinking about doing of instead of 
sticking to one genre, sticking to one type of, you know, style of music, you know, putting out a bunch of different, you know, pieces that naturally maybe not all make sense, but just different songs of like different feelings and vibes. So right. something, something to be cool. I, I think, yeah, th- I, th- I think that's definitely cool. And I, I say definitely to go for that, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I think the same thing very frequently too. It's just like, if you do the same thing too for everything it gets boring but like not everything not every emotion not every thought not every scenario has the same feeling not or the same soundscape that comes to mind right so like keeping it interesting keeps it interesting and keeps it moving and can kind of push and pull and i think a lot of the fun for me with with recording my own stuff and putting together an album is the actual process of i have these tracks how can I order them now so that it does make sense? Even if they're crazy different from one yeah. to the other, how can we make this like a cohesive flowing story? You're, you're trying to tell a sonic story by the, the end of it, uh-huh. um, whether it's by chapters or like Pink Floydian, where you just go right through it and can mm-hmm. play the whole thing front yeah. to back, like whatever version it is, it's you're still telling something with it. And I think right. that's a lot of fun to be able to change what that narrative might be by moving things or moving songs and tracks around in your your final product yeah uh, weird weird rant <laughs> right and go, and going off what you were saying like i i love the fact that just being able to take something small and then at the end you're like creating something that's like bigger like kind of like something that either might be like a guitar, a guitar riff a melody a vocal line something that you start off with and just build off of that and then you kind of just you're physically seeing the process of something you know molding into this like big you know thing and it's it's like that kind of process is like what continues to make me you know want to continue to record and you know make music like that so it's it's always fun to kind of just see something you know of like a small idea and then you start pressing buttons (laughs) and it's like hey let me just write like and with technology today it you may not have a piano you can just go download a plugin of a piano and now you have a piano you I mean right uh, i mean <laughs> you know so you can just say hey i'm gonna play piano on this i may not know how to play piano but i can just dot i can, I can plug it in, in midi I, and I can, get this sound though i can midi in a couple <laughs> notes and there you go you know you can act like you've been like beethoven for the last five years and just realized it right <laughs> Man, I, I suck at like uh, at writing actual MIDI and like using like the full extent you can with it where you can control like velocity and things like that for, yeah. for everything. I'm just so lazy that I haven't taken the time to be like, I really want to sit here and click all these things. I'm just like, just it's, give me this stinking instrument. I'd rather figure it out in real time. <laughs> it's very tedious. It is. I, I definitely yeah. agree with that. And it, I mean, I have a very small, you know, like uh midi keyboard and it's mm-hmm. able to kind of you know show and like detect the velocity so if you like hit if you tap it really soft you know right. it'll be a small it's velocity sensitive. it's very sensitive so it like i try to keep that in mind when i'm like doing like especially for like drums and stuff you know i'll, I'll try to yeah. you know instead of being like clicking it like this every time like and it, <laughs> oh, it's like dude it's I'm, like, I'm i'm just like boom, boom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like ah oh, the velocity is like all this way <laughs> and then the you whole go song change. for an acoustic track blast beat go. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> like to talk about something different like just putting blast beats in an acoustic album <laughs> like yeah that's something different i'll tell you that yeah spoken life yeah, really i don't know been, if people like it but... spoken life's really been uh experimenting with blast beats and, and acoustic style yeah. <laughs> acoustic fast with it acoustic blasts <laughs> <laughs> it, it might be a new genre we don't know yeah hey you never know <laughs> cheers by the way buddy cheers man Thank you again for being on here. Really appreciate it. Uh, If anybody's uh, tuning in for the first time, uh, my name is Anthony Irvin, your host. This is Table Talk. Uh, Tonight, I have my special guest, Andrew Kavanaugh, on with me tonight. And uh, I know you have a uh, company. You you had a website that just uh, launched yesterday. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, So we did just have our uh, website launch yesterday. I uh, started the Kavanaugh Music Company uh, when I I just recently moved to Massachusetts in December. Um, And I started it then um, to really the goal of it was to take all these different aspects of my life and and the musical aspects of it and put them all under one umbrella so I can start, you know, doing it for a living. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been working in music therapy for the last almost decade now. 
and have obviously been doing my solo stuff and the band stuff with Brock uh, a couple years back. Uh, but it's always been very separate. And so with the Kavanaugh Music Company, I was taking the ideas, at least, of all of those things and putting them uh -huh. under one roof for myself. So um, I, I started it to be able to do music therapy, um, music lessons uh, for certain instruments, and uh, as a general entertainment thing. So you want to book me for bars or pubs or mm -hmm. birthdays, weddings, kids shows, whatever. I, I'm open to it. Um, but I wanted to really, um, I, I even do some, you know, do it yourself recording things for like podcast intros and uh, people have asked me to do just tracks for them, things like that. Nice. Um, so I, I really tried to keep it as eclectic as possible so I can use all of these skill sets that I've been using it for fun and for you know my job for a little while uh -huh. um and bringing it all together to be very happy with my life is the ultimate goal <laughs> yeah it's nice that's nice and you know it seems like you got like the ultimate package of just kind of bringing in uh, a bunch of different uh groups of uh music into one and you know you were saying with uh you know music lessons and i i, I know that you're uh, a pretty big uh multi-instrumentalist uh, how many instruments do you I uh, play currently. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lost <I've>, count. <laughs> there's a bunch. I mean, like mo like anything in the guitar realm and the bass realm, I can I can play. Um, I, I started the saxophone in third grade um, mm -hmm. and learned the oboe in college and clarinet and flute. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a very good piano player in that I can make you think I sound good. But I'm not actually like classically trained. I just right. pick things out and make it happen. That's one thing um, I wanted to learn is play piano, like keyboard. Like I, I just haven't had the time to so really fun. like learn. But the, I, like I always like envy people that can kind of just like play and just like it, it's, it seems like something that's like you know pretty you know vibey. Like you can kind of just like be able to. Yeah. You know, I I can I've kind of like mess with a little bit like okay i can i know th like certain chords but like when it gets more right. advanced it's like i can't really put a lot of things together but like you know knowing a l from a little bit of like guitar theory and like translating mm -hmm. it a little bit into piano you, i kind of right. know like maybe like one or two ways of how to make a chord because you mean you have your your root your third your fifth and then kind of putting that into a piano wise but like you know a basic standpoint, I'm sure that's uh, how you can make a, a basic piano chord. But when it gets into yeah. a lot more advanced stuff, you know, I'm like, I, I would love to definitely, you know, take my time to l learn a little more about piano and stuff. Yeah, it's it's a super fun instrument. And especially for like, like you said, just kind of like doing it, like just making sound and jamming. It's um, it's I, I think it's so special and different from like guitars and like uh, woodwind instruments or any of that, that are like a guitar's got six strings. That's its limit. The woodwinds are all one singular note you can play unless you're doing like overtones and special things. But right. the piano, it's so linear. You yeah. have literally all of your options set in front of you. And if you learn the intervals and where shapes are, you can start to get comfortable with it and do anything. I mean, it's more to me, it's very limitless because it is so linear and, and not confusing. Like the notes are right in a row, whereas gotcha. like a guitar, the, the octave is going to change depending on where you're at and, yeah. and what you're doing, uh, what strings you're using. Right. And while there's still patterns to that, they're more complex to me than piano. Now yeah. I'm better, I think, at guitar than piano. So that didn't help me much, but yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> visually. Uh visually with you know guitar i mean i uh, coming into you know i mean i i was kind of more like self-taught than really being taught lessons and a lot I, I only maybe really took uh a couple small lessons but most of it was just kind of mm. self-taught my my dad's a guitar player so he kind of you okay. know taught me a little bit of stuff and it was to the point where you know i was uh watching him play a lot for a lot of years and me getting upset that you know I was, he was able to play a lot of stuff that i couldn't play and then it got to the point where i'm like okay now i can get this and i started uh you know getting into bands and that's where i started really you know making a lot of my uh experiences worthwhile and then right. uh, then taking it into you know learning a little bit more about music theory and how chords are really structured and learning more uh, about the cage system and you know knowing you know that you know your your basic you know C G D E open chords 
they can be transposed all the way through the neck and you're playing those yeah. you know, in so many different shapes. And, you know, it's like one of those things that make your, makes your mind click and you're like, wow, I never really, I, I knew about it, but I never knew like how a lot of those neat things connect it opens. and it just opens a new world to you about the guitar. And then with, yeah. you know, soloing and everything, learning about those things and like, well, those chord shapes are actually the notes you would be, kind of like a lot of those solo chords are right under those chords and like you're playing i'm like right. wow this is like the a, a lot of those mind-blown moments that you're like wow why did just yeah it's like uh, just like mind-blowing things like wow why did like the th- little things you would think that you wouldn't think about you're like wow it's, it's been right, right under my right under my hands and it all it took was just like a three-minute youtube video <laughs> right it's one of those homer simpson dome moments yeah like dope <laughs> <laughs> that's a soundbite I gotta get. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Boom. I gotta, add, I gotta add to my sound bites. <laughs> <laughs> but um I actually got to listen to the podcast you suggested to me. I listened to that yesterday oh, yeah? and uh, I was listening to the one where uh he was interviewing uh I think Josh from Norma Jean and Okay. So I haven't it, listened to that one yet. It's it's really good. They go off of uh, they have a couple funny stories that he was telling, and the one thing that uh, popped out to me that I'm like, oh, I would definitely love to talk about it on the show tonight. That uh, you know, he talked about you know that there is definitely t- to him at least there's a big difference between you know a song that's being recorded and the way that that should be played, and then a live version of that, that he feels there are two different entities that you know when you're playing it live, you can go buck wild with it and and do like a whole you know other section to it because he was really big on you know making a show out of it playing live music and you know uh he's like event right and he's like i mean the reason i uh make records is so i can continue to play live (laughs) live shows (laughs) uh but you know he's like you know that was the bread and butter for me was uh you know being able to go out and tour and you know be able to go out there and play every night and he talked about you know being able to practice with his drummer and bandmates to the point where they could just look at each other and be like and know what to what's going to come next they didn't they didn't have to make a set list and uh they kind of just it was all in the eyes of like okay uh either do this like hey uh do one more like or just take a solo do this and i feel that's definitely something and he was saying that's like something i feel that bands are missing and i mean it's definitely something i never took into consideration of like you know that's a totally different connection with your bandmates to know that it's one thing if you guys can play in sync with each other and on time and be really tight but to the point where you can not even just be you can just be up there and not even really talk to them but just kind of give them like a a little nod and they know what you're gonna do so that's that would be something to really consider if if i were to you know go back into the band scene i would definitely try to put that into a consideration i mean i know i would definitely never have that enough time to uh make that type of a bond with a band now (laughs) and these nowadays but that would be something if i can go back about probably 10 years i would definitely put that into consideration of you know not only just being able to you know practice our songs and just say hey we practice it it sounds good but like no like uh, making sure that you know we're on point that even if we can't really talk to each other if you give me a signal i know what you're going to do or you should know what i'm going right. to do so that's definitely yeah. something that uh, i took from that interview it's a de- something that i never really felt that could be you know done that it's uh cool because i've never uh, i've seen uh norm jean on warp tour once or twice i uh, mm-hmm. i've never seen the chariot but i've seen videos and you know I, i've <laughs> I, I always love high energy bands like the the biggest high energy band that i always uh you know give credit to is story of the year story oh, of the years man. story of the especially year their old like mtv uh yeah, that, recordings that, that, that where very like first backflips dude i saw that i'm like <laughs> that is why i want to be in a <laughs> i would never yeah. jump i would never do a backflip off of a <laughs> off of an amp but i'd break myself <laughs> oh yeah I, I would just be that would be it that would be it for me but <laughs> the guitar and fine it'd be their, over. their stage performance is like you yeah. know that that very first mtv uh, you know, live show they did. I was I was blown mm-hmm. away, and I and I look at that today. Everyone was in there like Dicky shorts. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, and and that whole record itself is is awesome. But that yeah. just like the fact that, that was one and, of the first I, ones I ever bought. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I I think that's a great example. of The fact that you know, I mean, they're 
their recordings are you can feel the energy but i feel you have mm. to see them live to get a visual of what that energy is like because they they right. bring it to you they bring a show to you and that's what i've always liked about bands like it's one thing if the, you can go there and you uh i feel that they sound like there's bands that uh like breaking benjamin i've i've seen them a couple times and i feel that you know it's good listening to their records but i feel they're they're even better when they're live they're even better than listening mm. to the listening to the records and like because you right. want to be it's one thing you want to go to a show to listen to music but you also want to be entertained so it's one thing yeah. of just uh you know listening to you know like four guys playing an instrument and being like yeah cool but like you want to be i mean some of these people come there to be entertained they want to see something they haven't seen before so if, right. I, if I can see a band that kind of just makes me like go home later and be like wow that was something i'll never see again right then, that's the thing that's something i'm never gonna see that moment that yeah. that time i spent there that it happened i experienced it and it's gone except for in my brain now it's it's exactly. locked in there and a cell phone video is not gonna do it like, no. that's not capturing it like that moment is oh, yeah. only it's it's the most like pure moment you can experience you're you're the most present you can be right i mean you can if capture the, the, if the band is also doing that <laughs> yeah you you can capture the visual of the moment you were in but you will never be able to feel that moment like you like no. you did ever again and that's uh something that with live music that i think we've all really missed especially with uh you know the times that we're in and you know it uh it seems like you know like bigger you know nat uh nationally touring bands are gonna start hopefully coming back in the fall hopefully mm -hmm. by hopefully by this time next year you know we'll be seeing something different the fact that you know they'd be going back on tour and you know uh because I, I i mean i, I love it, it's more of the fact that i, I love performing and uh you know performing for uh shows but i love going to shows and just you know being able to be in the presence of a band and and then i just get to the feeling i'm like oh i miss being a band so much <laughs> <laughs> and then by the end of the show you're just like man i want to do that like, can, can i borrow your guitar for like yeah okay get out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah please, please go home you're drunk yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i mean we were talking a little bit about like COVID and the, the changes that have occurred and like the, the crap we've all been dealing with, but the yeah. adaptations in that, I think in the music world have been really awesome. Um, it, and this does, this does come back to the thing we were literally just saying, uh -huh. uh, it's not completely tangential, right? <laughs> but like I, I've been working with, um, with a couple people and, uh, and doing different projects, uh, from States and States away four or 500 miles away where we're all recording our own things and sending ideas back and forth from our respective homes, uh, home studios. Right. And it's been like, that's been an, a learning process obviously, but it's been such a cool way to like, to just make those kind of things happen where you're like, I've never worked with these people in my life. I've never tried to do these things. Let's see if we can collaborate with never being in a room together and like right. throw, throw spaghetti at the wall until it sticks. Like, yeah, it's, it's been really a, a cool experience to be tossing stuff around. Now, again, the the procrastination in COVID has even gotten worse. So like things are slow moving, but it's yeah. been really fun it, to like it, do it, all of it. And that, it's what a time to be alive with that too. Because I mean, even though we can't really physically be with uh you know each other with uh being musicians, but you know we have this technology where hey, mm -hmm. I've recorded this little riff i can send you the riff you check it out you right on top of that you send it back to me and we've pretty much you know we go back and forth you know uh yeah. you know awesome. 10 like 20 30 years ago you you'd probably be looked at with like two heads and do something like, that. like hey you send me a file yeah. i'm gonna go record like uh we need to do that it'll take here. me three weeks to get the file dude <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll probably take me a month to get that <laughs> and we can't use the phones because the internet's on dial up so right that's not gonna happen <laughs> send send me a cd with your one guitar part and i'll load that into my, into my doll I, I don't think they can send that in the mail so <laughs> and what the hell is and email well, well, anyway <laughs> i'm sorry i'm so so tangential but you just keep like talking about things that pop into my brain what was your first <laughs> recording gear like even be not even like serious putting music out like your first foray or, or like voyage into trying to record something hmm. well the first thing that i bought was a m audio interface and then that came <laughs> with uh pro tools so yeah so was then, it the little uh two two input the guitar yep. and the mic 
Yep. yep. And then that was like my little fast intro- track. Yep. The fast track. Yep. That's what I had. <laughs> and uh, I just gave that. Uh, well, no, I still have the original one. And then I upgraded to the uh, uh, it was for the Pro Tools Essential. I think it was mm-hmm. a, a fast track solo. And yep. I gave that one to my buddy because I just uh, started uh, teaching him lessons. So I'm trying to get like, you know, some Zoom lessons for him. Uh, but yeah, the original one that I had, that was what I was. That's the same one that I did my original uh, first EP on. And that was like, you know, my first little part of uh, recording gear. And, uh, you know, being that I I knew from recording before that you, you never usually plug in an acoustic guitar into an interface and go right into it, but okay. had no clue. And I listened to those recordings and I'm like, that's so bright and twangy. I can't even <laughs> listen to it. And then, uh, it, and then to the point where I got a microphone and I was able to mic an acoustic guitar, I'm like, ah, oh, it's so bright. Like it's like, it's like that good, it's like that warmth brightness feel. I'm like, ah, oh, it feels good. <laughs> There's body to it. Yeah. It's not just bling, bling, bling. Like it, it feels like you recorded on a cell phone. There's just a whole bunch of right. top end and no low end, no meat and potatoes on it. <laughs> Wait, when I first started doing it, like, like, I, oh yeah, I'm going to record something. That's when I got that. Uh, I, I started with the solo, the fast track solo. Okay. And I did the same thing, got the, the pro tools there. And that's where like I started learning and, yes. you know, what's in my way through it. But prior, that was like, that was beginning of college. And before that in high school though, we had a, uh, a gateway desktop at my parents' house. Okay. And my, my, my first recordings were me like sitting at the computer desk with the like, you know, you'd get that uh, tiny wire connected to uh, the like weird microphone that's like <laughs> pencil thin that comes out. Yeah. And like, it just sounds like garbage. But like I had that and this creative, uh, the band was, or the, the brand was creative, uh, MP3 player at the okay. time. And, and their player on the computer where you could organize your music hmm. had a record aspect and you could do two tracks. Mm. And I was just sitting there like you had to do it all in one go each yeah. take. And so you'd, you'd play one all the way through. I'd be playing some crappy guitar riff and uh-huh. like making a song out of it. And then I'd be like, okay, now I'm going to record over that with a second thing. And it's all through this little gateway mic. And it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this sounds great. <laughs> like this sounds good right <laughs> yeah I, I even burned it onto cds it was like 15 songs of nonsense <laughs> like i was like giving it out and like trying to like sell it and stuff <laughs> like it was something real like no you're just 14 <laughs> i'm just picturing the meme where the dog's just sitting in the room with all the fires like yeah this sounds good right like <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly that except i didn't know the fires were there i was genuinely like oh this is cool yeah you, you were oblivious <laughs> to the fire he's like yeah you're it's just all clouds back there like yeah it's no fire yeah. like this is great this is gonna sound good <laughs> sunshine and rainbows baby <laughs> everybody's gonna love this <laughs> yes <laughs> three weeks later like you're still like why doesn't nobody love it <laughs> um, <laughs> Like maybe I do suck. <laughs> we I mean, because we always contradict ourselves whenever we put out any wow. type of thing. But you're supposed to be proud and like pumped on it, but you're just like, Whoa. oh yeah. We're all self conscious musicians, so here maybe if you want to listen to it, possibly you know you might hate it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a, that was one of the hardest things for like the band years for me. Like, like I was never good at being the merch guy. Like. Hey, come over here and like talk to us and yeah. and like buy this shirt because like you like me already. I, I'm just like, hey. Yep, that would be me. Yeah. Yep. You, you, you want a CD? Nothing. Oh, oh, bye. See ya. You're just walking by. Okay, stopping so, by. <laughs> See us at 7 30. Yeah, always so hard. <laughs> come, come back yeah, at right. 7 30. <laughs> just throw, throw flyers at them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, we're playing at seven. Th- no, no, you're saying you're here for the other band. Oh, okay, all right, die. <laughs> okay, I'm going to the van. Someone yeah. else do this. <laughs> right, well, ha- how many sales? Nap. How many sales did you get, man? Um, I gotta go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I lost fifteen dollars. I, I lost fifteen. <laughs> and someone managed later. to make me spend the band money on their T-shirt that they had on. <laughs> Oh, uh, that would totally be me too. Because I, like we were saying, like I can never imagine myself doing like a podcast like this. Because I'm so, you know, 
like I would never think of myself as being like a person that can like start a conversation because I'm usually the person that's like you know you talk and I'll just follow you uh, but right. you know and yet uh, here you are and then here I am kind of just you know doing this little thing and you know I love it I love the fact of being able to talk to you know different people and you know spark conversations and talk about you know our love for music and you know where where it's taken us and uh you know with that said I mean I think it's time uh, I think it's that time that we can uh, start doing the uh, spin wheel. So let's see what type of topic right, we can get uh, for tonight. So we're going to spin the wheel. And our topic tonight, Andrew, is top five. And I'm going to remember to do my sound I'm bad at these. Top, top, top five. Top five, everybody. So let's see what top five we are going to pick. Uh... We did top five songs last time, so I have three others that I have down, and I am going to say, uh, let's do top favorite musicians or bands. Oh, hmm. And this is this All is right. going to be hard for me <laughs> as well, because there's so many that I can think of, and it can be from any genre, any you know decade. It doesn't have to be like now. It can be. Whoever, whatever, whatever, whatever your mind, yeah, fancies. Hmm. All right, I think I might have it. It's a hard one, and this would probably change day to day. Um, and it doesn't have to be you know, in a chronological like, order. It doesn't have to be like you know from best to least. They can just be a top five, right? Of just whoever, some random assorted. Mm -hmm. All right, so I got. Well, Circus Survive and Thrice, for sure, mm. in the newer rock world, have been two of my favorites since I was like 14, 15. Uh, Juturna by Circa came out when I was 15, and I heard In Fear and Faith off that album in a, in my band's basement at the time, and was just like, ooh, you can, <laughs> you can do those sounds? And, and so that changed a lot, and I was listening to Thrice well before that. Um, so those two, those two, Circa and Thrice, are big for me. Um, for the older stuff i'm a big classic rock guy as well mm -hmm. uh, we were talking a little bit about that the other day uh -huh. um Ze zeppelin and floyd for yes. me you can't really get better um jimmy page and david gilmore absolutely uh it's like can't 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 beat it for me um and then last one i gotta say like i'm throwing a wild card in there just because i don't think i i listen to it more than i like bring it up in conversation when this like comes up but Bruno Mars, I stink in love. Bruno Mars, man, I like. That definitely is a wild he's card. So, yeah, he's <laughs> I, just, like, I never would so have thought fun. that would come up. But yeah, he, he oh, does I, write I'm some so good music. For Silk Sonic, like, he does. He Anderson does write Pop some good together. music. Though. I do gotta say that. And that was a good. That was a good for wild Pop, card. Yeah, <laughs> for Pop, it's definitely just like. Damn, you're good, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, and the, that, that's like the definition. Like, and especially, I mean, like again, when we talked about you know entertainment, he is like what mm -hmm. a definition of an entertainer. Yeah. You know, it's 100%. one thing. It's one thing he can play music, but he will give you a show. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah that that was that was a good one. I think uh, that actually is a, a thing that goes across all of them. Now that you mention it, like any of those bands, even though I haven't been able to see all of them live some of their videos you see the production of their stages and yeah. like what they're doing they're all they all bring it live they're all performers and i've never noticed that until you just said that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh like i said that's something that i always envy with uh you know different musicians and bands that if they can it's one thing if they can put on a good you know music show but if they can put on a good entertainment type show that yeah. that does it for me as well you know, because I mean, everybody 100%. wants to go for for it to hear music, but you know, if you're putting on the actual performance of a show and giving something people haven't seen, and you know, it's one thing uh, going from different shows every night. If you're doing the same thing every night, I mean, yeah, but if you're giving you know one audience something and then the next night you're doing something totally different, that like you can't you could have been like, hey, you should have seen us last night. No, you should have seen him tonight. Like he he was even better than last <laughs> night. <laughs> that's that's something yeah. that like you know you don't really see very much these days of uh, people, or you don't really yeah. hear about it. <laughs> right, right. People get locked into the. Uh, my old band even did this. Like, and I'm the culprit of it. Like we used, we had click click tracks for every song. We weren't one of the bands that clicked out an entire set, where like you would 
keep going. Like yeah. it would be a, a click from beginning to end. We weren't that right uh, coordinated as a group. Yeah, which gave us the ability to still have some power over it and sway over. Like, do we extend it or do we not? And like everyone just rip out their ears at that point. But yeah, like it, even that, it's still like it keeps you to the rigidity. It makes you perfect sometimes if you hit yeah. it perfectly, but it also like doesn't give you the freedom. Yeah, but uh, I digress. <laughs> no, and you, funny you think of that because uh, from the podcast, uh, Josh from uh, Norman Jean was talking about the click tracks, and he's like, you know, it, it kind of takes the essence out of the out of the live show too. That you know, sometimes you're robotic in that way. If it, if you're going from click right. from beginning to end, like you're like molded to that click from the moment you step right. on stage to the end but like how you were saying like you know you you may have clicks for just a certain song but then you can click it off and in between songs you're not really like waiting for another right. four account so you have a little bit of sway and like you said if you wanted to extend something rip out the ear and you guys can Play just extend me. it and then just turn on a click again i i feel that is like yeah. you at least you have still have a little bit of freedom but i know there are bands right. out there that you know uh, have you know a click from they do their whole set to a click yeah. which i mean one well, thing and, and, and that's you, and that's some hard stuff to do to be like you know on point yeah. and perfect on, all the time for especially if you're doing like an hour set yeah. <laughs> and you're just like on point for that whole hour that that's that's mm -hmm. a different type of practice <laughs> now, now when the only time that i'm like yes you need to do the whole set is when you have a production team when you've got light guys and sound guys and yeah other effects and all these people that you have to have these things lined up. You're not going to take a chance. You see these in the bigger acts. They're not going to take a chance yeah. on someone just going on the fly being like, Oh, they're doing this. Here we go. Right. This light needs to go here. Like <laughs> yeah. they're going to have it all preset to a map and exactly. it's going to go exactly as planned. But that's, that is the, at that point, when you're at that point, that is the perform. That's the entertainment. You're paying to see that because you want it to be this extravagant light show. And so like I saw ACDC when I was in high school and like a train nice. came through the back of the stage. Like, <laughs> you know, like you can't have these things happen at the right part in the song. if right. You don't have all of that mapped out. Exactly. But also, you know, they're getting lots and lots and lots and lots of money to do this. So we're not going to do that at the ICAC Hall in no. New Jersey. <laughs> nah, you probably get a couple looks. Like, are you true? Are you really trying to like outdo us by doing all that stuff? <laughs> right. And you said you spent forty five minutes just to set up your lights, guys. Like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you're you're playing for five minutes over. <laughs> you, you, by the time you get that all set up, your whole thirty minute set's gonna be done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but as a top five, for, as a top five it. for myself, I'm gonna say. Um, yeah. Uh, one and two. My first two are going to be Jimi Hendrix and the Beatles because that was my whole childhood. Mm. My, uh, you know, I've said this on the show millions of times. Like Jimi Hendrix and the Beatles were my creme de la creme of like my yeah. whole, uh, you know, uh, childhood of uh, different music. And uh, if people are watching now in the comments or they're watching later, definitely put in the comments your uh, top five. I know we have uh, Robin Trower and uh, Journey that are in the comments, the two very big, uh, you know, influential musicians and bands. Uh, number three, I'm, I'm going to have to say what we were talking about earlier, City in Color. I definitely feel mm -hmm. he was somebody that uh, not only influenced uh, a lot of my music, but, you know, uh, not even just influenced, but like as a songwriter, you know, he, he was a different type of uh, guy from what I usually listen to. And when I started hearing a lot of his stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, this is like a very chill type, like, you know, thing you can kind of just relax to and be like, oh, okay, this is like, you know, and just get lost in that. Right. Uh, four. Um, trying to think of like, you know, some rock uh like a specific rock band that you know uh you know i i guess i can throw in metallica because uh, i've seen them once or twice but just for a uh a rock standpoint when i was in my uh rock band but it was my first band uh metallica was our biggest influence so i definitely had mm. my uh my taste of Metallica, you know, in my car blasting, you know, justice for all and everything. So, uh, I definitely got to give Metallica a, uh, a plus check for that. And, uh, trying to think of, uh, you know, if not like a wild card myself, but, uh, somebody that, uh, maybe not have even influenced, but somebody that like, I definitely was looking towards and, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, one more, 
uh, probably, I guess, you know, I'll say Breaking Benjamin. Because uh, I, I think they have a definitely good, solid, you know, if you're going for a rock and roll show, they, they definitely mm-hmm. gave you a show to really look forward to. And uh, funny to think of them, uh, their music video for Breathe, I was actually at that show that they filmed it at huh. in, uh, in uh, Lehigh Valley. And uh, we That's were cool. going to the show. And I think that night we realized they were uh, shooting a mu- music video. I'm like, okay, cool. Right. We're going to be in a music video. And uh, you, you probably couldn't even see me. I was probably like an ant in that video. But <laughs> but I can like always look back. And be like, I, was at that, I was at that show. <laughs> yeah. I think they played it like two or three times. So we got to hear it more times than you would ne- usually hear it on the <laughs> show. So, so it was cool kind of hearing it. And they like, you had different, you know, all these cameras going over top of you. And then they, you know, had different angles and like different ways that were playing it. So it was cool. It was a cool experience to actually like, you know, be able to be in the presence of like a music video being shot in that type of way too. So, right. Yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever been to a show that's been, well, maybe one, there might have been one circus show, but then they they canned it. I think I don't. I might be making that up. I don't think I've ever been to one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's an old one for you. Is I think this is my mom saying the uh, the police. The police are uh, very good. I I never got into them personally, but you know I, I can respect them as uh, musicians themselves. I mean I I don't listen to too much uh, of their music, but you know I know they were very influential to uh, that point in time for a lot of people. Yeah, I, uh, I I know the hits. Uh, <laughs> sad to say, I, I I couldn't name a song that wasn't one of the radio hits. Right. I don't. Yeah, think. probably to that but point then, too. Like if, if if it's like one of their hits, and if I hear it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know that song. But it's not like to the point where I can I can name a song. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's some bands are like that too. That I like you don't know them, but like oh, if you hear it on the radio, like oh, okay, I remember that like, song. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah, gonna jam good. to this. It's fun. Yeah. But I did like. <laughs> That happens to me so much with the who and yes, like I don't like until just recently, I didn't know a bunch of songs by those both of those bands were by them. I just heard them all the time and was like, this is a great song. Yeah, classic rock. And then I was like, wait, wait, that's them. (laughs) I didn't know. Like, I had no idea for some just for some reason. Right. You can also listen to Andrew on Bandcamp. Andrew Kavanaugh.bandcamp.com. Make sure you give him some love over there. There's some some secret stuff on there too. Ooh, ooh, ooh get the secret stuff. Get yeah. the secret stuff. And uh, I didn't get a chance to get the uh, website up, but you can definitely check out the Calvinal Music Company on Facebook. Uh, that is uh, Andrew's other company, and uh, make sure you go check out the website. Uh, and what what's is what's the website again? Website is exactly the name or, or exactly all the other tags. So CavanaughMusicCompany.com. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, so make sure you guys uh, check out and support Andrew. Uh, I'm glad I got to uh, talk with him tonight. Thank you for being on here, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, we definitely got to do this again uh, sometime soon. And uh, yeah, dude, round two. Are you planning to? Uh, yeah, definitely round two. <laughs> uh, are you planning to? Uh, you know, do any live music in the near future, or kind of just uh, you know deal with uh, the website and do lessons and everything for for now until it's kind of more safer. Um, you know, since I just moved, um, it's, it's kind of still networking. I definitely am going to get out and going to be playing as soon as, you know, everything's able to do so. Um, I know some bars and restaurants are starting to have live music back. So is there, is there like a decent music scene out there where you, where you, where you're living now? I know there's, there's a lot of the, like, like I was just like the pub and restaurant kind of scene um Uh i don't know about like like we were having the discussion before uh like cover music versus your original stuff when you're out playing for these kind of gigs you don't play a lot of original stuff usually people want to hear the stuff they know um so they're those two are always kind of different animals i don't know much of the like local scene for like playing original stuff but Mm -hmm. i'm i'm only three months uh, i guess more than three months now four or five months actually but it's all been during covid so I, i don't it's coming, but I don't know when. <laughs> I will definitely be back to live. I'll be definitely doing more live streams. Um, and for the company stuff, I am um, I am vaccinated and able to do online or in-person therapy and lessons and all that. So it's going to be, you know, getting as many things going as possible um, and just trying to build a, a new world up here in the Northeast. 
there you go, man. Well, all, all the best to it. I hope wish you all the best with uh, the new company. And, uh, you know, ma- again, make sure you guys check it out and, uh, you know, stream some of Andrew's music. Uh, awesome, talented uh, singer-songwriter here. And uh, thank you guys once again for tuning in to another episode of Table Talk. We'll be here again in another two weeks with a brand new episode with a brand new guest. So thank you guys again. Uh, and we will see you all on the next episode of uh, Table Talk. Have a good night, guys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in.